why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2021 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheelers, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. Hi, Mello. Nailed it. You got it. You knocked it out of the park. We were talking before, like, we press record. The reason why I never do the ad reads is because it's the one thing in my life, like, other than birds, that <laughs> gives me anxiety. I don't know what it is. I was a teacher for five years, and I could yeah. read all day in those classrooms. It's not like I have a problem with reading. But there's something about doing these like scripted reads that I absolutely hate. Do you so, want to do like an? You. Do you want to do like an unscripted plug for Manscaped and give us your best? That one I could do. Okay. Unscripted. I'll just show the people actually. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Watch this it's show uh, on YouTube. We say that so much. <laughs> We're like, please basketball watch basketball season. So the shamrock's gone. It's basketball for March Madness. Oh, gotcha. Okay, well... I don't well, know how much of a one-on-one -on -one talk you want to have about Manscaped today. You know what? I'm good. I think I'm okay, but I would like the people to know if they want a discount, 20% off, two guys 20 yes. is what they use to get a discount, and we'll just we'll just stop it there. But if you guys um, <laughs> haven't noticed already, we are missing a guy, and you know what? That's okay. Dad's away, so we're going to talk a little NBA. I'm very excited about this. Today is, well, today's a trade deadline. If you're listening to this, it was yesterday. But um, Mello and I are very excited about that. But first, we need to discuss something that went viral over this week. And yes. it involves my favorite cereal, because Cinnamon Toast Crunch is the superior that cereal. That is my favorite cereal, too. Uh, well, it sh it's America's favorite cereal. Like, if you don't like Cinnamon right. Toast Crunch and it's not the top of your list, then, like, no, ooh, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. So, apparently, there were some shrimp tails in mm. the Cinnamon Toast Crunch package. And not only did someone tweet it out, but the person that tweeted it out is married to the actress that played Topanga. And it just like icon. It just, like, merged into this, like, very weird pop culture moment there was like a meme that was like did you think you'd wake up and be talking about like cinnamon toast crunch and topanga and like shrimp tails right. like what but mel i want to get your take on this would you be grossed out if you found shrimp tails in your cinnamon toast crunch oh i would lose it like if people think this guy's overreacting i don't eat seafood i know that's a shocker oh. to you because you love it yeah if i found any kind of shrimp in my cereal, I would also be like taking it to labs to be tested and be like, why the hell is this in my cereal? I would lose it. I feel terrible for the people at Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And I'm just, I'm kind of scared that this is going to like deter me from eating any more Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It's really, it's, it's not a good situation to find ourselves in. So I don't know if this is a horrible thing, but like this does not deter me from <laughs> eating Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I love Cinnamon Toast Crunch that I'll much. i just... I'm just going to check the to make sure, yeah, better. and I love, <laughs> don't get me wrong, I love shrimp, it's my favorite food actually, but yeah, I'm I'm going to stick to not eating shrimp and cinnamon toast crunch at the same time, but the bigger right. thing, they don't pair well together, yeah, I just, you know what, I think, and what's weird is like someone made a recipe of like cinnamon toast crunch 
crusted shrimp and i was like this is really what we're coming to in america we've all been so bored for a year we we now have come up with those things but like the bigger debate though that i didn't realize was a debate is that not everyone had as big of a crush on topanga as i thought they did like i tweeted that like if you're married to topanga like you shouldn't have anything in the world to complain about just like don't complain about anything like you're married to topanga just be grateful and happy with life. You know what I mean? But uh, I, did, Some people say that. Did you think I'm that she was hot? Not. So I, I know that you're kind of like a newbie to the office, but there's always that game of like, is she hot versus would you do her? Oh. And I don't know that we have to go like super into that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a good. good looking girl. But she like, I grew up with Boy Meets World, which mm-hmm. inspired our random rankings for today. Yes. But she was never, like, the it girl of my childhood. It was just, like, I did question, like, why is she with Corey? He's just kind of a goober and a nerd. She could definitely do better than that. But that's kind of where I stand on Topanga. Big Cinnamon Toast Crunch guy, Topanga, eh. I just love Topanga because she was, like, unapologetically herself. And she, like, the glow up was so real. (laughs) And she was, like, I know this sounds really weird, but I think, like, even growing up in the 90s and 2000s, like, when you look up to, like, female actresses, like, she was always very, like, she was curvy. She had boobs. She, like, wasn't uber skinny. And, like, you didn't need to see her hip bones with low-rise jeans. And, like, I appreciated that they depicted that because I feel like that was a better body image. So in terms of body image, feminism, intelligence, Mm -hmm. and dating the goober because they're usually the best person to date and you end up getting married to them. Um, that to me, like, is the complete package. So that's why I was shocked that not everyone was as big of a Topanga fan. But I'm, we'll also discuss the Corey thing more when we get to to rankings. Because I'm sure I I'm the part. outlier on the Topanga thing. I'm sure that like it, when this episode releases and it takes to Twitter and really takes off, people are going to be like, Mello is insane. He's crazy. How did he not have the biggest crush on her? I can explain it more in the random rankings, too. But the Cinnamon Toast Crunch thing, you know, a lot of people thought it was fake. Yeah. Like this, anytime something like this happens, you'll have people that question it and say, like, oh, this isn't real. Like, why would you fake this? Yeah. Like, he doesn't need the attention. He's married to Topanga. Topanga. He's, he was already, like, a verified account with 80,000 followers. Why would he be like, you know what? I don't have much to do today. I'll put some shrimp tails in my Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yeah. I, that would just be stupid. Um, something we do have to talk about, transitioning into sports again, which is the nature of this podcast usually, but we really had to start Sometimes. with Topanga for the most part. But um, something kind of serious that um, one of our listeners reached out about to have us discuss, um, and we've sort of not discussed it because we wanted to make sure that we got all of the information before we discussed it. Um, but we have talked about Deshaun Watson a lot on this podcast and where he's going to end up. Mm-hmm. Um, currently there, um, are a lot of lawsuits against him, um, about sexual misconduct. And I think, you know, obviously we acknowledge that, you know, that stuff happens and is very real, but this situation is very unique and we want to make sure we get all of the information. And so I think because of that, we want to let how this kind of goes about run its course in the legal system. Um, But I don't know if you wanted to add anything to that. We do want to acknowledge that, like, it is super important to discuss these things, but it is important to make sure we are being delicate with this kind of um, 
allegations that are coming up against him and also the allegations of this not fully being true and having some other um, reasoning behind it. Um, but that's the part that's hard is we do have to acknowledge it, especially because we've talked about Deshaun so much on this podcast and where he's going to end up. Yeah. And like, I, I'm not afraid to say it. I really like Deshaun Watson. I have said before, I think he's like the second best quarterback in the NFL. I don't know him off the field though. And I know that when these reports started to come through, it's like, yeah, oh, well that's, that's probably not true. Like this, the lawyer doesn't have like the best reputation, and you just Deshaun Watson seemed like such a good dude that you you kind of didn't want to believe it. You wanted it to be false, but now you just kind of have to sit and wait and figure out like is is it, this might actually be true? You have a lot of women coming together, coming forward and saying, "I had this happen, I had that happen." Uh, I was talking to our guy Big Country in the office. He's like, "Man, this reminds me a lot of Bill Cosby." Like I remember when that stuff first started to come out. Like Bill Cosby would never like this mm-hmm. just this is america's dad it wouldn't happen then everybody kept coming forward and so i i haven't wanted to have, like put my reactions out there too much i think we do just need to kind of wait and let the legal system do its job and figure out what really happened because honestly the only people that know the truth are deshaun watson and the women that are coming forward everybody mm-hmm. else just is forming opinions we just don't know uh, and it sucks because somebody uh, is in the wrong here. Somebody is lying about what happened and nobody wins from this situation. No. And we want to create a safe space for women to come forward about these things because a lot of times yep. women with men in power or athletes don't feel comfortable coming forward. And we would never want to create a space where women didn't feel like they were able to come forward. And we want to encourage those that have, have dealt with things like this to come forward because the more they do that, the more it is, um, you know, discussed and the more maybe people will think about taking these actions and doing these horrible things before they do them because it is um, a Mm -hmm. very serious issue but we did want to acknowledge it on this podcast but another quarterback causing a little bit of a riot on twitter um (laughs) poor andy dalton i I feel bad for him i feel bad for him too i like okay so the bears tweeted qb1 and a picture of him they did their jersey swap with the qb1 and My whole thing with it is, is like, what did you want the Bears to do? Like, I know that Bears fans are upset. You missed out on Russell Wilson. So did a lot of other teams. But you brought in Andy Dalton. He's probably not the quarterback you had your heart set on. But he's an okay quarterback. And, like, the team is like, it's just a social media team who's probably like, well, signed a new quarterback. Let's put a graphic out. And then the fan base pretty much just erupts. And is like, oh, my God, can you believe it? Like, just ride with it for a year. It's not like he's that much worse. He might be better, better still than Mitchell, than Mitchell Trubisky. Trubisky. Thank so, you. So like, get off your high horse, Chicago. You got an upgrade at quarterback. It's just not the one you wanted. That was my thing. Is like it. This is who you're going with. So just like don't <laughs> be miserable about it. And I mean, I, that's easier said than done. But like. Especially when I'm a fan of the Kansas City Chiefs and I have Patrick Mahomes as my quarterback. Yeah, for you, it's a little different. (laughs) My quarterback situation is very wishy-washy and people have destroyed my my QB on on the internet. But it just was like very sad because that's like the first time they like really like put something out there. And instead of just like, like I get the initial like signing day where you're like, oh, dang it, we wanted Russell Wilson. All of those things. But it's been a while now. It's been a minute. Like... Just accept it. And it was, I mean, they were funny, but I just felt so bad for him because he also seems like a really nice person. And so I was like, 
that just like kind of breaks my heart that he's just getting like immediately roasted by yeah. that entire fan base and not accepted. Yeah, you're right. Like at signing, like I get it. Be like, God, we signed Andy Dalton. Like that's what we're stuck with. Like it's a bridge quarterback. Hey, and maybe he plays bad this year and you move on from him. Or maybe he plays pretty well and you can stick with him or he can be a, a career backup. Like there are much worse quarterback situations in the NFL right yeah. now. So I, I feel bad for Andy Dalton. I hope he actually just balls out. Me and too. Bears fans are like, oh, whoops, delete tweet. Uh, we love Andy Dalton. He's QB1. Keep him here forever. But it, it was a rough scene. And again, I just I don't know what Bears fans were expecting. Did you not want them to put out a tweet for signing a quarterback? <laughs> I, it, now you know who your quarterback is. It's not going to be Nick Foles next year. It's Andy Dalton. Hey, be no. happy. You got some information. No Nick Foles slander on this podcast. It is just not allowed. <laughs> Super Bowl MVP <laughs> Nick Foles. All right. That just doesn't happen I forgot here. he went to Arizona for like two <laughs> seconds. I'm like, what does Paige's deal with Nick Foles? Like, you're not an Eagles fan. I no. get it now. He went to Arizona when I was there, too. So, very exciting yeah. stuff. Yeah. He has a nickname, doesn't he? Yeah, I'm blanking on it now. Yeah, and so, I think too. we're just going to move on to pro days if I had to, to say that. But, um, so, Penn State, Ole Miss has pro days today. Micah Parsons, Elijah Moore. Mm-hmm. Go off in the 40, okay? People are freaking out. And somebody... Uh A lot of people. One of our listeners actually called you out for freaking out about a 40 time in the pro day. Because it was like, are we really listening to pro day 40s? Or do we think they're fake? So, Melo, what is your take on a pro day 40 time? I did get called out, but I'm I'm in the same boat with people. I think that we are really overreacting to some of these pro days. I think we it was on this podcast not long ago when we were talking about like, eh, take these things with a grain of salt. Like eh, it's a pro day. Pro day times are always going to be faster. Now, I think it's impressive for a guy like Micah Parsons. Mm-hmm. Even if his 40 time is uh, what is like five one hundredths of a second slower at the combine, that's still really fast. Yeah. He is moving. And who's Jason Awoe? I don't know how to say his last name. But another 4'3 guy who weighed like 260 plus pounds. Even if you add a, a little bit of time there to adjust to the combine numbers, that's moving. Yeah. That's fast, no matter what surface you're playing on. My thing with the pro day is that every single person runs a 4'3 now. So we're reacting to like, oh my God, this person just ran a 4'3'5. Okay, mm-hmm. so did 99 other guys this, this season. The 4-3 is just not that fast anymore. As dumb as that sounds, I'm just, everybody runs a 4-3. I'm not going to have a strong reaction to a 4-3. J.C. Horn did it the day before. Micah Parsons did it. It was just everybody's going to run a 4-3. I would be shocked if we see anyone running the 4-5s anymore because apparently that just doesn't Doesn't happen at pro days. I can't wait for the combine to come back. I think When we're just like, boom, laser time, this is what you did, it's official. Here's my take. I still think it's pretty impressive. Like I said about Travis Etienne, mm-hmm. like I still think those times are extremely impressive because like you said, it's not that big of a difference. And I understand in the 40 that like the margin for difference is very, very small. But I mean, yeah. I still think it's pretty impressive. The other thing I think that someone tweeted out was that the school reported a slower time than even some of the scouts reported on Micah Parsons. So just keep that right. in mind that the school is also being realistic about those things as well. So I'm mm-hmm. kind of curious to see, you know, 
what those later on in the next couple of weeks, seeing yeah. more and more pro days, well, what happens. But even with the scouts, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter too being like, oh, you can't trust pro days. Like the school's putting out this time. The way that I've seen a lot of it, like I've been watching NFL Network and, and seeing how some of the times come through. And it was even Daniel Jeremiah the other day who said, like, I've got a text message out to nine scouts who are at the pro day. Mm-hmm. And whenever the times come back, I'll tell you what it is because there's not a laser combine. When they're at the combine and they're doing the time, you get that laser time and it's almost instant. You find out how fast a guy is. Yeah. And you're not doing that at pro day. So I think what's going on is that we have a lot of these guys sitting there and they're texting scouts and they're figuring it out. What's the time? And then they're getting like, you know, three or four text messages back. So for Micah Parsons, you get like, oh, one scout had him at 438. One scout had him at 444. What's, what are you going to report? What's more exciting? Yeah. It's not the 444. We're going with that fastest time. So whatever scout gets that fastest time, that's what we're putting out there. We put big country through a combine. And even Matt and I, who kind of know what we're doing. We're not like 30-year veteran scouts of this thing, but we know how to time a 40. Mm-hmm. We're getting different times. We're right there next to each other. We're getting different times. And like just the milliseconds that is different, it seems huge on paper. It's not on the field, though. It's very impressive what they're doing. I watched the video of Michael Parsons running. I was impressed. It I was, too. I was like, whoa. Dear God, how does that man built like that? Like, hey, guys, yeah. what's keeping you from being that? <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. And I was thinking about it while you were talking. I was like, you know – you really have to be careful which NFL draft scouts you trust. And there are certain mm-hmm. ones, especially ones that like Zach Wilson Pro Days today or something, you know, like they're really tough. To, <laughs> they're really tough to trust. Guys like Matt Miller, like you really have to be careful. I'm just kidding. We the trust him very scout. much. The draft the. scout. Yeah, he is the draft scout. So when he's not here, all we get to do is just throw shade at him. But we hope he's having fun. And I'm sure he will be thrilled to take your side of like this is so overrated and don't actually i'll just be mad he's like you know what you can't take it scouts don't care they just don't care okay i can text a guy right now a gm and they don't care they think he's fast it is what it is okay he's already checked that box don't count it twice yeah that kind of stuff yeah, yeah. All, all the the uh draft scout speak um that happens but non-nfl things especially because matt's not here i'm sure we have exciting news, though, about his team, his NBA <laughs> right? team. Um, he's going to be so upset that he's not here for it, too. I know. I'm sure he's going to be devastated. But We'll get his reactions when he returns. Yeah. One of the biggest names swirling around during the trade deadline was Aaron Gordon, who, by the way, I don't know if you know, um, he went to the University <laughs> of Arizona. And they did? What? I know. It's so crazy. I knew you wouldn't know, so I was like, I'm going to make sure that I tell Mel that he did yeah. go. What was his name? I don't know if I've heard of this guy. Aaron Gordon. Sounds um, familiar. Yeah, right? Um, Not to be confused with Eric Gordon, which happens. Um, But True. he was traded to the Denver Nuggets, which is huge. Mm-hmm. And then the Magic also just like traded everyone else that was on their team. I actually don't I know if they have so any players. I feel so bad for Magic. I was going to say, I, I feel bad for their fans. Like, can you imagine? Like, it's it's Orlando. They've got, like, an old grandma down there retired in Orlando who hasn't turned on her TV all day. And then, like, she's going to be like, let's watch the Magic play. And she turns it on and she knows no one. She's like, where's Vucevic? I love that tall, goofy bastard. He's not on your team anymore, Gam Gam. I'm sorry. He's a Chicago Chicago Bull Bull, which, by the way, is (laughs) frightening. It is absolutely frightening. Oh, I love that move. I, I... 
Like, yeah. It does. It sucks for the Orlando Magic fans if there are any. But yeah. it's also really nice to see some of their good players go to good teams. Evan Fournier going to the Celtics for like two second rounders. Yes. I don't know how Danny Ainge continues to do it, but he just continues to fleece trades. That's going to be a great addition. And honestly, like those second round picks in the NBA, they don't pan out most of the time. They don't even make the roster. I am, I'm sorry. That's a great trade. The NBA trade deadline, it was. It was super exciting. I tweeted it out. I think Woj went on lunch break. Dude came back. He was like, all right, time to unleash all the trades because it felt like they all happened in like five minutes' time. Yeah, it was crazy. And shout out to Terrence Ross, who was like tweeting through it. Like he was legit the epitome <laughs> yeah. of tweeting through it. Like gifts of like, all right, I'm the captain now. It's just me. Look at me. Like, and then like, <laughs> you got to laugh at it. Like, and he's like, I'm laughing so I don't cry, which is totally fair. But funny story about yeah. Danny Ainge is um, obviously when I was in college, like college basketball was like my main love and um, mm -hmm. the sport that I worked in most. And I did a lot of like NBA draft stuff. And I remember like kind of learning about who Danny Ainge was in terms of the GM and like the president and knowing like what he actually did and like how he was known in the basketball world. Oh yeah. And I was at the Pac-12 tournament in Vegas and I was like <laughs> walking and obviously in Vegas, I mean, I had taken, um, you know, had some adult beverages and I was walking and I was like, my cousin was with me and I was like, holy shit. I'm like, that's Danny Ainge. And he's like, who? Like, he had no idea oh. because he was just like a baseball fan or whatever. And I was like, oh, it's Danny Ainge. And I'm like, I have to, like, I have to say hi. So I legitimately have a photo of me and Danny Ainge. And my cousin like <laughs> hopped in the picture because he wanted to know. So I met Danny Ainge and him and I sat and talked about Brandon Ashley at, at the time. Um... And I hyped him up a little bit. But, uh, yeah, so fun fact, I've met Danny Ainge. Uh, I think you should frame the picture and put it on your shelf. Like, there are not many people who have a Danny Ainge photo. photo? I, I really should. I maybe, don't know anybody that does. You might be the only one. Maybe I'll send it to, to producer Matt and he can post it in the in the uh, YouTube version of this and you can see it. Um, or just like on my Instagram tomorrow when I'm telling people to listen to this podcast, which I do every time. If um, that doesn't get people to listen to this podcast, I don't know what will. Like, we can stop marketing. If you're not here to look at a picture of Paige and Danny Ainge, I, we got nothing else for you. I hope you enjoyed it. Um... <laughs> to be like, this is gonna be a rant, but honestly, there is not like a a famous person or actually that's not true. I was gonna say there's not a famous person that like I'm afraid to like go up to and say hello to. Mm, I yeah. that's a lie because this actually just happened to me and I forgot that the listeners asked if I would tell this story on the podcast. And I remember we talked about story time, so we're just gonna have it now. <laughs> Do um, it. So I went to the national championship in 2020. That was the last sporting event that I went to before everything <laughs> shut down. Um, and my brother and I are huge Pat McAfee fans, like huge. Okay. Mm. And I was going to the hotel that was next to mine to meet some friends at the bar before we went over to this like media party that they were having. And there was like, there was NFL games on. And I remember specifically the Packers were playing because I had texted my brother about the game beforehand. And I walked in and I ran into a friend that I knew from Bleacher Report who now works at ESPN. It wasn't Matt. Um, and, <laughs> and I had said hello to him. And as I was like walking to go sit down, I realized that Pat McAfee was like sitting right like next to us. And mm -hmm. I was like, I have to say hi. Like I, I text my brother and I'm like, holy shit, Pat sitting literally right next to me. Blake, I don't like, I have to say hello. 
I froze, like literally froze. And you know me, like I will literally talk to any stranger, like literally You're talk to outgoing. anyone. Yeah. A smidge outgoing. I'm a smidge. <laughs> Just as goat. Uh, and I legit will talk to anyone. And I just could not bring myself to say hello because I just felt like the words were just like not going to come to me. And I was so embarrassed. So I literally sat like with my group of friends and had a drink at this bar, like right next to Pat McAfee and did not say anything to him. So I, I'm sure he listened to this podcast, but that was probably the most embarrassing thing that I only I internally was knowing that was happening. Cause I was like, I mean, they, they all knew that he was there, but they didn't know that I was like such a big fan of his. Um, and Did now they know who he was. Cause like, even like with Pat McAfee, he, I mean, he was a kicker, a punter. He's not like, he's not Danny Ainge. who's like six, four, six, five. <laughs> so I wonder if the, you like, really they think that people would recognize Danny Ainge over, over Pat McAfee. No, okay, in yeah, some exactly. circles, yes, but like, just like Pat McAfee doesn't look like a formal, but former he, athlete. Yes, but he also. I mean, was, he does because I'm not were, trying to like throw shade at him, but like he's five nine. Like you'd be like that guy played in the NFL. Like he's a media personality. But also, you like, can no, imagine he's five like nine ta- white guy. He was like talking and like hanging with a group of guys, yeah. and so like obviously there was football on. Like he was probably being. I don't know. I just was like very overwhelmed, and that's the first time that I've never said hi to like a celebrity that I or. I guess celebrity that I've run into, right. but like super embarrassing. And that's my Pat McAfee story that I, the listeners asked about on Twitter. And I was like, Oh, I'll tell it. And then I forgot. I and have now, a Pat McAfee story. story too. You do? I, yeah, I've story never time. met Pat, but uh, there, I think it was last year, maybe two years ago. It's been a minute. Uh, but he had a tweet of a video of him shotgunning beers. Mm-hmm. He was like standing in an alley. He shotguns a beer at these people and he throws it down and you hear a little bit of a thud. <gasps> and my buddy tweets, like replies to it, at me. And is like, I don't know, Mello, that can sounded pretty full to me. And Pat McAfee responded to it. It's like, you can get fucked, buddy. <laughs> or something just, like amazing. kind of offensive, right? Like my, my buddy wasn't trying to like, he wasn't trying to be an ass. He was just like, yeah, I don't know if that was a full shotgun. But I was driving, and I look at my phone. I get an like, alert. Whoa. And it's like, Pat McAfee replied, get <laughs> fucked, buddy, or something. I should look up what the quote was. It's like, how did I piss off Pat McAfee? <laughs> like, I've never I met this man in my life. Like, so I immediately, like, Rip, don't care. I'm driving. Got to check this out. What's going on? Why is Pat McAfee pissed at me so now he definitely has to listen to this podcast yeah and probably come on and yeah. figure this stuff out yeah now he's gonna come on shotgun a beer and i'm gonna tell him my embarrassing story about how i didn't say hello to him and he's the only person that i've ever not gone up and said hello to that i was like i've known through the internet or whatever so that's uh-huh. sort of embarrassing but um the college basketball ncaa tournament is still going we've made it to the sweet 16 I've survived my normal day-to-day job, and we survived the first weekend of upsets. Hanging on by a thread. (laughs) And there's something we have to start with before we get to the Sweet 16 predictions. Matt and I sort of bet on the LSU-Michigan game, and if I won, he was going to wear my Alabama tank top on the show. Which would be really funny, and I'm still going to use that as... We'll work that into other Yeah, we will, totally. I, on the other hand, we didn't pick anything on the show, but afterwards Matt was like, if you could just say that I was right, then Mm -hmm. that'll do and it be on record. So this is me saying Matt Miller was right, Michigan beat LSU, and 
this is so painful for me. I can't. It really is <laughs> like a damn draft like, scout got me in college the damn basketball. Draft scout who doesn't watch college basketball got me on this one. So Matt, there's your props. Now I'm never doing that again. Let's please move into some sweet 16 predictions. <laughs> um, first and foremost, uh, we are going to roll with the, let's see, let's go out. Let's start out West. Um, why not? Gonzaga versus Creighton. Mello, what do you think is happening with that small school Gonzaga? Do you think this is where the upset happens? I love the small school matchups of a team like Creighton and this little-known <laughs> Gonzaga team. I I like Gonzaga. I know that I picked them to win the tournament, and I've been speaking highly of them. I really like the way that they're playing basketball, though, and I'm rooting for them the whole way, which means they're probably going to be upset this weekend. But I, I think this is going to be the first time that we ever see, or first time in a long time we see somebody go wire to wire, one to one, and be undefeated. I just, I can't imagine Creighton actually winning this game. I think it's got to be Gonzaga. Yeah, I think it's going to be Gonzaga in a blowout. Like, I honestly think it's not even going to be a good game to watch because we're just going to be like, all right, here we go again. Like, the Oklahoma game was like yep. a good game, but yeah, they once once they reached a certain point, it. It was like, all right, Gonzaga's going to Gonzaga. So that's mm-hmm. kind of where we're at. But also um, two West Coast teams that I predicted would make it to match up hey. with each other. Um, USC and Oregon. Um, so I'm actually going to go with USC here. And I was say, how do you feel about this one? Because you, I, I don't know if people know this, you did go to Arizona. Oh, I know. You're that not much of an Oregon fan, but you love the Pac-12 more than anyone I've ever met. I do love the Pac-12 <laughs> now um, due to a certain individual. We talked about this last week. Due to a certain individual leaving the the conference and not being a part of it. Um, because I do think it is an amazing conference. Um, and you should go play football okay. at Arizona. Yeah, I was like, you what go... individual? <laughs> you got it. You got it. I remember. Like, you should go play football at Arizona. They're building something great there. You can go play basketball there, too. It's awesome. Like, those are the things. Anyway, um, in terms of Oregon. So, like, even this weekend, I told you guys, like, I didn't tweet specifically saying I was rooting for Oregon. Because, like, I, it's so painful for me to root for Oregon. Like, I, I can't. So... I can root for Oregon State. I cannot root for the Ducks. And it's mostly because I know a a lot of Ducks fans, like a ton. And also in basketball, it's been like us in Oregon for the past couple of years. So Uh, I was wondering why, because it's not like a natural rivalry. No, but in in basketball, it very much has been. And so I I also picked USC to, I personally think if they advance and they play against Gonzaga, that's going to be Gonzaga's best game. Even with the them potentially too. playing Baylor, I I really do think that that is going to be the best game because I mean physically, like USC has the ability, athleticism, all of those things mm-hmm. to match up for them, but they'd have and to be length. Yes, they'd have to be consistent, and it'd have to be their best game. Like it wouldn't, it would need to be their best game that they've played this tournament, mm. and they looked amazing. In, in their last game. but Against I, Kansas, they yeah. looked phenomenal. I could I not know. believe the ass-kicking they put on KU. I love it. And the Mobley brothers, I, I like them a lot, too. And I think they could give Timmy some problems for Gonzaga, like not to get too far ahead. But I yeah. I definitely think USC wins this one. So do I. And um, you know what? It It's honestly, look, 
I am not hating on Oregon right now. I'm glad you guys are in the tournament. I appreciate your team. I appreciate you getting this far for the Pac-12, but I'm going to side with with USC on this front. So go Pack go. I know it doesn't apply to that, but. um, All right, (laughs) next up we have Matt's Michigan and Florida State. I want to get your take on this first before I get mine. The battle of the football schools on this one. Ah, the old football schools. Now they're both basketball schools. Yeah. I, I'm a suck. I have such recency bias that watching Michigan in their last game and the way that they were able to play, uh, I think Dickinson is going to be a force down low. I think this is Michigan all the way. Like I, the games will be close because it's March Madness, mm-hmm. and, but I, I just think Michigan's going to be too much to handle. I think they're going to make a Final Four run. I think they get beat by Gonzaga, and that's about it. So I'm going to take Florida State. No, <laughs> maybe, <right. laughs> maybe it's just me hating on Michigan and I just like to yeah. that. Yeah, it's that LSU thing that happened. I watched, yeah, right? I watched um, the Colorado-Florida State game, and mm-hmm. this Florida State team is incredibly physical and I think can go toe-to-toe with Michigan. And in terms of toughness, like that's something that like Michigan had that LSU did not have that kind of, well, besides the fact that LSU was just like mm-hmm. taking the most random shots I've ever seen in my life at the end of that game. Um, it was so poorly executed. Um, but I honestly think that this is going to be where, where Michigan's run ends here and they do eventually get upset. And I think Florida State could potentially be the Final Four team out of this. And I know Alabama fans are going to be pissed out of this region. Uh, yeah. But but I really do. After watching that game versus Colorado, I was like, whoa, okay, never mind. We And also, no one is talking about them. No one is like, oh, yeah, by the way, Florida State looks really good. They've been playing well. It. It just and they've been a good happening. program for a while now. It's yeah. not like, you know, I joked that, like, oh, these are two former football programs. But Florida State's been building something there for a minute now. They are a good team. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is a situation where nobody's talking about them. Maybe Michigan overlooks them. Yeah. And we'll see what Jawan Howard can do. He's still a young coach. And he hasn't been around for very long. We'll see if he, get, if he can get his guys ready to go. No, I, I agree. So I hope it – I hope it happens. The upset, so we don't have to listen to to Matt be right about college basketball. Um, next up, we have UCLA and Alabama. What are you taking? I I'm taking Alabama, but I I feel like this was such an easy call on UCLA making a run like this to advance. Like even though they're the 11 seed when they were playing Michigan State, I had them advancing a couple rounds because I was like, I know one of them is going to make a run. I don't yeah. know if it's going to be UCLA or Michigan State. But thanks to the bracket challenges, I didn't have to pick it that far. So uh, I do like Alabama in this game, but I do think it's going to be close. I like the way that some of these Alabama players play. I think his name's Shackelford. I won't pretend to be a college football <laughs> yep. or college basketball expert. <laughs> Wrong but uh, I, I like Alabama. Maybe it is the football guy in me being like, I'd like to see it. You like also never bet, against, ha- never bet against Alabama. Nick Saban has something to do with this game. I know it. I'm not going to be fooled. I'm taking Nick Saban slash Alabama. That's totally fair. So I'm going to take Alabama as well. But I will say this. UCLA should have never been an 11 seed. And anyone that's played them that's a lower seed should be pissed that they were an 11 seed. (laughs) Um, So that's that. I'm taking Alabama. Um, Do you buy into the conspiracy that, like, they made them, like, the 11 team because if somebody dropped out, one of these teams is going to have to fill in? No. I, I saw people. I just think that I they just did a poor job of seeding teams this year because they didn't evaluate. Follow-up question. Do okay. you think that 
they purposefully seed 12-5 upsets. I know we joked about the 12-5 upsets. Do you think the committee's looking at it like, eh, this team could maybe be like an 8 or a 9 seed, but we're going to make them a 12 because we're fishing for upsets? Interesting. I, I buy into th- that one. I, I think that they look at some the thing, of those teams. Is I think that the committee looks further down the line. So, like, they don't look at the first round necessarily. They look, like, regions to make things match up. Um, that's sort of like the Alabama LSU thing. Like, I think that the reason um, LSU was an eight seed is so that they could have matched up and done the LSU Alabama game if they both would have won. Um, so I think they look further down the line, but I think there's less conspiracy theories on the college basketball committee front as opposed to the college football one because that is actually <laughs> rigged. So <laughs> they're just saying that now. I know it's not even it's not even the season, but I just needed to get that out there now that that is it's more always college theory. football season. Well, it, exactly. But um, another conspiracy theory could just be that like why is Syracuse always a bubble team? Like, we, can we talk about why they're always a bubble team? So the next game is Syracuse and Houston. And I I talked about this on another podcast. I haven't watched enough Houston basketball to have faith in Same. them. Like, I watched them versus Rutgers, and it was more a Rutgers-like meltdown that caused Houston to win as opposed to Houston, like, really executing at the end of that game. So I'm going to go with Syracuse because – I just think the, like, Buddy Bayheim thing and mm-hmm. the fact that they, um, you know, are always a bubble seat, always a bubble team and always make the tournament and always go on a run. And Jim Bayheim's been there a lot. Um, I'm just going to take that upset because I think that's the most likely one to happen. And I'm sorry to Houston fans that I just have not watched enough Houston basketball this year to know if they potentially match up well. I'm in the exact same boat. And honestly, like, I probably haven't watched enough Syracuse either. I've watched them in the tournament. I watched them in the ACC. Uh, and I know about Buddy Beheim, And I'm on board. I absolutely I love, love it. him. Seeing him go off. Yeah. He, and then, he like, like kind of. Syracuse. What? Always being a bubble team. Like, come on. Yeah. It's, it's Jim Beheim. Like, he's one yeah. of the best coaches out there right now. So let's let's not underrank these guys. So I'm I'm going for it almost just like. Just a root for those two guys. And yeah. nothing against Houston Cougars. Sorry, yeah. going Syracuse. But, like, even Buddy Beheim seems like the nicest guy and seems like the polar opposite of, like, the mm-hmm. normal coach's son that we, we are used to seeing. Yeah. Like, he's just, like, not really cocky. Like, he called himself a bucket, but, like, he was. So he could say that. Like, he yeah. is okay. Stop him and then he won't be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he, like, he's, like, not too cocky, but he's, like, just cocky enough. And I, I love that. I think he seems like a really great kid. So, I mean, I don't know him, but from what I've seen, um, he seems right? like he, he um, gets away sort of from that coach's son normal attitude yeah. that we're kind of used I mean, to. He's dropping like 30 points in the tournament for Syracuse. He has the right to be a little bit, you know, yeah. have an ego about him, to call himself a bucket. Hey, yeah, <laughs> you're doing it. So uh, I'm here for it. Let's ride with it. Yeah. Um, next up, we've got the eight seed Loyola Chicago, who should not be an eight seed, which again, we've, we've clarified that that should not have happened. And number 12, Oregon State, um, a Cinderella this year for sure, because they were picked to finish mm-hmm. last in the Pac-12 by local media. And also, um, they've made it further in the tournament than we all really thought. Um, no, for sure. I had them being upset. And this so, is like the one twelve five I didn't pick and yeah. Oregon State's advancing. Oregon State, um, I'm so proud of the Beavs, and they are our Beavs. But 
I'm going to go with Loyola Chicago. In okay, good. I was like, you're about to pick Oregon State over Loyola Chicago? Like, and Paige, this Jean. is a Sister Jean podcast. <laughs> we don't pick against her. Even if we don't think they're going to win, we just ignore it and move on. We don't slander Sister Jean. Jean. I'm on board for that one, too. All the way. Let's just make it. I saw I this think... stat the other day. Okay. Uh, and it was when Sister Jean was born. Uh, and the numbers are going to be wrong here, but Babe Ruth had like two hits and three RBIs in a game for the Red, Red Sox. Sox. When this that. woman was born, Babe Ruth was playing for the Red Sox. Yankees haven't even bought him yet. Like she's lived through uh, World War II. She saw the Great Depression. I'm updating my dinner guest list. She's on it. She's number one. I used to say like, oh, I want Ted Williams there. Bye, Ted. Sister Jean is in now. <laughs> See you, Ted. She's seen more cool shit than you have. Wow, that is, I think that's a great pick. Because also, like, I think so many people have been like, oh, the Sister Jean thing is a little overplayed before the tournament started. And then now all of a sudden everyone's like, oh, you know what? Sister Jean is just like, I'm like, excuse me, you all were off this bandwagon and saying that 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 was just a fluke and that they made it to the Final Four off of that the one time. No, this is a good basketball program. Sister Jean is the best, and she knows her shit. That's my favorite part, is that she can, uh-huh. like, rattle off stats on and this team. she's still team. so with it. She's, like, 102 years old. I love it. She I is enjoy really it. it. Let's all enjoy it. She's, like, the Betty White of basketball. That's a great way of putting it. Um, I'm pretty clever. <laughs> that's why you're on this podcast. <laughs> um, so next up, we have Arkansas and Oral Roberts. Um. <laughs> Kind of pause I'm, for a second. I'm going to go with Arkansas, but I will say I as too. soon as Arkansas finishes this game off, <laughs> I have the best tweet prepared. I have been planning it since Oral Roberts <laughs> moved on, and I literally I cannot wait, wait to fire it off because I've been. Uh, it, it's, this is actually kind of funny because Big Country called me out for this on Twitter the other day. Like, I crack myself up. I mean, Mello can attest to this like I honestly my dad jokes are so bad you guys and I I laugh at them so hard and I mean obviously this one is going to involve a a dad joke that's a little bit more inappropriate but honestly I'm gonna sit and crack up for like a good 30 minutes at this joke so I'm very excited for Arkansas you need to go Instagram live or put yourself on TikTok or something of you recording yourself as you push sin and then just watching your own reaction. I need to see it. I'm going to read it out loud to whoever. Actually, I'm not going to be around anyone. I'm going to read it out loud to Hank and um, I'll crack up. That'll be it. I'll call you. I'll FaceTime you so you can record it. <laughs> Thank you. You're I appreciate it. Who are you I'm picking? going with Arkansas. Okay. Arkansas too. I just the Oral Roberts run will eventually end, and I think it's this weekend against Arkansas. I have no great insight other than one is a three seed, the other's a fifteen seed. It's you, Cinderella can't stay at the ball forever. She's eventually got to leave. That's Oral Roberts. Yeah. There are a lot absolutely. of jokes to be had with the team name and the Disney princess I just referenced. Yes, but we're not going to tell that joke on this podcast. This is a family nope, podcast. Please right? move on before I go. I can't <laughs> okay. Next up, we have Baylor and Villanova. I'm going Baylor Bears. I'm going shock. Um, I mm-hmm. love Villanova, and I've actually loved watching them play all season. Um, but Baylor's Baylor's good. They're really good. Like yep. I know people are like Gonzaga, but like Baylor 
is ridiculous. And the only reason they lost is they were coming off of a two-week pause so exactly. for COVID. So I really, really think this Baylor team rolls. Um, I don't think it's going to be even close. Yeah. In this game, I'll be rooting for Villanova because I do like that program too. But I I think Baylor's going to win. I think that we have two juggernauts, really, like Gonzaga and Baylor. Those are my two in the finals. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how teams are going to beat them. And they're just too good. There's too much depth there, too much talent. I think Baylor advances. All right. Well, look at that. Those are our Sweet 16 predictions. I'm sure Matt is devastated that he missed this as well. Um, We are going to take a quick break to make some money. And then after that, we are going to rank random things with 90s television shows and then answer some hashtag paging to guys questions. All right, welcome back, guys. Uh, We are going to go through our random rankings. And inspired by all the Twitter debate of Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Boy Meets World, it got us thinking, what are our favorite 90s TV shows? Paige, I'll let you go first on this one. Okay, so mine I have to explain because I was pretty young in the 90s. Um, Mm -hmm. So I was not watching the show actually in the 90s, but I have seen this entire television show um, from watching it on like a network that it was on like later in life when I was in like high school. So my first is Beverly Hills 90210. I really loved it, even though I watched it like not during the time that it was actually on, because I think it was like one of the first television shows to like really cover a lot of different topics and kind of like push the envelope in terms of like having difficult conversations, but also being like a really fun like teen high school drama um, deal. So I'm going to go with Beverly Hills 90210 and I did not watch it when I was five. Okay, don't worry. I've watched it when I was in high school. They were high schoolers in yeah. that show? They went to... I've Berkeley. actually... You've like, never I know seen it? Who, I've never seen, like, a season of it. I've seen the reruns, like you said. Like, I didn't watch it when it happened. But, like, there'd be times where I'd be bored at home after school and be like, I guess I'll check this out. The girls are good looking as a teenager. So, I was like, I've watched a couple episodes to know enough about it, but... I don't, I don't remember them being in high school. They and seemed it's like, so old at the time. Well, and it's, like, one of the most iconic, like, intro things like it's one of the most is that how it goes yeah it is so it goes okay um i can't believe you've never seen it well I, that's something that we should do this summer is like have a 90210 marathon how many seasons are there a lot i don't because it went through like and then there was also like a, a reboot because you know that's a real popular mm-hmm. thing that was just called 90210 um that was like it involved some of the people from the original show, but it was like a CW show. I mean, it show. definitely inspired series like The O.C. And yes. Laguna Which was Hill, fantastic. Whatever it was. Uh, I watched all of those. The O.C.? One Tree Hill. Yeah, oh, God. Love One Tree Hill. We'll do 2000s next time. <laughs> right? Yeah. Just stupid ones that were on MTV. Uh, my first one, I'm kind of actually embarrassed to say, but it okay. is Full House. Okay. I loved Full House growing up. And... Again, kind of embarrassing. I watched watch Fuller, Fuller House. House. <laughs> okay, so I did. let me tell you something. <laughs> this is super embarrassing too, but I totally watched Fuller House too, and I was like devastated when they canceled it. I was really <laughs> upset. It was so cheesy and so not great, uh-huh. but I loved it. But it was it. funny. I loved and it was like yeah. very, it's like very nostalgic because they bring back, like they brought back most of the cast besides the Olsen twins. And like, mm-hmm. there's just a lot, like the storyline was just really sweet. And so I, I did really love Full House, but I didn't watch it. Like I wasn't like religious about watching that television show growing up. And so I can't say I was like the biggest of fans, but I did enjoy that show. And I did really enjoy Fuller House as an mm-hmm. adult. Do you, are you old enough to remember TGIF? 
when like ABC or whatever would have all these shows on on Friday nights. No, I, I don't. Uh, but I was gonna say, judging by the blank look on your face, no. You're not, well, because I, I was though. thinking TJIT is. Thank God it's Thursday. I think they do that for like Grey's Anatomy oh, scandal and like all those. That's uh-huh. that's the new thing they do. I don't know if that was the same thing, but yeah, that's like the the big thing. Um, my next one, I'm not embarrassed to say because we've talked about this, but mm-hmm. I loved Boy Meets World. Lo- big, first of all, big Disney Channel girl here. Big Disney Channel girl. <laughs> But one thing I will say is, like, I remember when we first started the podcast, we did, like, what TV show characters are people most like. I am legitimately the female version of Corey. I did not realize that. Of Corey? You think so? Yes. You know I'm that big of a goober. I am such a goober. And it was so funny. We were having this conversation. I was, like, trying to explain. My brother was, like you're not quirky, but like, you're not, he's like, you know what? I think you're just like a goober. And I was like, exactly. I'm such That's a good goober. That's a good word. Um, yeah. so, you're a little goofy. Yeah. And I can't help it. Um, you don't think that by like looking at me and hearing me talk in the first, but once you get to know me, you're like, oh my God, she's a dork. Um, but you know what happens? But, uh, and people who listen to this podcast definitely know this, but I loved Boy Meets World. I loved their family. I loved the parents. Mm-hmm. I loved how like dry and sarcastic his parents were all the time. Um, that was like the best part of the show for me. I love the older brother thing. Um, Morgan, his little sister. Like I loved all of it. I don't remember the little sister. You don't remember Morgan? I remember Eric. I don't remember Morgan. Wow. Like I do, but I don't. I know that she was like, what was she in like two episodes and then would just no. like disappear for a while? Well, she was a little kid. Remember. She probably couldn't be on set that much. How about Eric though? Because he went from being like the cool older brother to being like a, a goofball who was just a dumb. Like, did he have a concussion that we didn't know about? What happened from episode one till the last episode? Because I remember him being the cool older brother. It was like uh, Corey looked up to. And then he transitioned into just like a big dummy. I think that it was more like Corey was always the like responsible one and the rule follower. And yeah, I got in trouble. But like Eric was mostly like going after the girls always and following that and not the smartest and didn't maybe not it wasn't necessarily not being the smartest he just didn't try that hard um or care that much um but yeah i mean i i think Corey was like obviously the main part of the show and i'm glad that they had like a maybe it didn't have to be because i i think too like we always get the older sibling who's like the perfect person and like I mean, my poor brother has to deal with that, but I just, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, like, we always get those television shows where they're, like, the pressure is on, like, the younger kid to be, like, just like their older sibling or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think this was, like, yeah. the reverse of that, and I actually sort of appreciated that. But Boy Means World is definitely on my on my list. Yeah. I mean, my older brother, uh, people don't really know him, but he <laughs> had a child when he was 17. <laughs> That, like, relieved a lot of pressure because it's like, I can't mess up now. Like, I'm going to have to really screw up to get to that level of, Even like, parents pissed off. Necessarily but screw it also up put and it was a blessing a in disguise. It, but it was like, if I make the same mistake, my parents will kill me. I saw how they reacted the first time. If this happens to me, I'm dead. And then also, like, just stupid parents would be like, Mm, you can't date him. His brother had a kid when he was 17. <laughs> oh, uh, thanks oh, a lot. Oh, man. So, <laughs> it, cre- it was a blessing and a curse for me, <laughs> but whatever. Uh, my next one, we agree on this one. Yeah. It's like the only one that we actually have on both Well, because I didn't want to do a lot of the same, so I did a different one, same. but this one I, I could I, not leave off my list. 
I knew we were going to talk about Boy Meets World, and I knew what your number one was going to be, clearly. But Home Improvement was a fantastic show. Uh, With Tim Allen interacting with those kids, I thought he was, like, the funniest person in the world when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't know about, like, stand-up comedians. It was Tim Allen to me. He was hilarious. I loved the show. I loved, like, them working on stuff and just all the problems that the boys would get into. That was, like, my life. Yeah. No, I can imagine. I didn't grow... Like, my brother was born when I was eight, and, like, also, we just didn't have, like... It wasn't, like, a... Bol- There's no other boys in, my, in our world. My brother's just bigger rather, than you. Yeah, he's much larger than I am. Um, That's factual. But, no, I loved Home Improvement. I loved their neighbor and, like, having him only be seen from, like, here up the whole entire series. <laughs> yes. Like, I just Wilson. thought... Yeah, and I just loved, like, I... I I think, too, like, I had a crush on the younger brother. Is that the one that was Jonathan Taylor Thomas or whatever his name is? Yeah. So I had a crush on the younger brother. And so, of course, that, like, played into me loving it. But Home Improvement was just hilarious. And I also loved Tim Allen as well. I love the Santa Claus movies. I mean, he's Woody. Like, they're all those things that, like, just The Santa Claus is, like, my favorite Christmas movie, which we can do uh, if we haven't already. I I love the Santa Claus. That's top notch the humor and like his delivering everything yeah he really made that show and um (laughs) i think honestly i think it was one of the best like family television shows um of that era for sure your next one i you're gonna be disappointed i have barely seen you talk about having crushes on people from tv (laughs) shows my next and yours you agreed you had a home improvement as your two right so uh, my number two show is saved by the bell Kelly Kapowski did it for me. Does it for me. <laughs> Still, as an adult, like okay. I think there was like a reunion thing they were doing. I like you don't know. I, maybe I looked into it a little bit. <laughs> and even like Zach, like following him throughout his career. I remember when they canceled it. It was like, this guy's going to be a star. He's going to make it. He's going to be the biggest movie star ever because he's the coolest person in the world. And then he just kind of wasn't. He was like a C-list actor. And then... Uh, You had Slater, who turned out to be, like, the most popular one. Or how about Jessie Spano in the career that she had after Saved by the Bell? It was pretty interesting. But I I love this show. And it's number two for me for a reason. Absolutely loved it. It's hard to beat. I will still watch the reruns. Yeah, I honestly don't think I've seen a whole episode of Saved by the Bell. No. You're talking about me and Beverly Hills 90210? You haven't seen Saved by the Bell? No. Damn it, Paige. Sorry, I was still watching Disney Channel. Um, I'm mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> so my number one television show, if you know me in any capacity, you this has come up. So um, mine is Friends because mm-hmm. I honestly have seen every mo- every episode. I can quote pretty much every episode. And I will somehow work a Friends-related thing into everyday conversation. It's happened so many times when I'm with Matt and Mello. I'm like, I know you guys probably haven't seen this episode of Friends, but there was this episode when. Um, uh-huh. I love Friends so much. It's my, like, go-to TV show that I turn on when I just, like, need to to be in a good mood and just, like, need something in the background. It is so hilarious. Um, and I know people are always like, oh, Friends versus The Office. But, like, it's not like that. This is just, like, a... Yeah, I grew I think up pretty different. I grew up watching this show with my parents and like obviously there were parts where they were like don't pay attention or whatever but um I just remember like always watching this television show when it was on and I'm so bad at watching like if something's on one day a week 
it's really hard for me to like have a consistent thing, especially I think because being a sports fan, there's like always sports that are competing with those types of things. Oh yeah, something will pop up on a Thursday. You'll yeah. have to watch like a football game exactly. or a Monday or Exactly. Whatever. So um, it's really hard for me to like stick with the show. I'm really bad at it. Um, but Friends was the one show that like I remember as a kid, like just consistently watching with my parents and all. Maybe it's because my parents were in charge of this at the, mm. that point. Maybe we should ask them to be in charge again. Um, but yeah, no, it is my favorite television show um, of all time. Really, it doesn't even need to be the '90s. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I absolutely love Friends, and I'm I'm a Ross stand forever. And if you think he's the worst on the show, you're the worst. My big move for quoting friends so I can fit in with people and be like, yes, I watch this show too, is I will just yell pivot anytime I have to move someone. That's And it probably crosses a line to annoying, but I don't care. I want people to think I'm cool. And then I watched friends too. I tried to look it up and stream it and I I couldn't find anywhere to stream it. I didn't want to buy it. Yeah. HBO Max. Because it's like, I don't have HBO Max. I do. So I guess I'll have to do that. And then stream it but i was going to it's like i need to finally get with this era and watch friends because i haven't seen it i've seen a couple episodes here and there but i've never seen the whole thing my favorite episode of friends i can tell you it's the one with all the resolutions that is legitimately i've seen that episode so many times because i just i think it's so funny like there it's just ridiculous it's one the one with ross's leather pants um it's when chandler can't tell a joke um elizabeth hornswoggle like there's it's just the so start with that episode and then start from the beginning and go all the way through because it's the best like you did with the office where uh somebody was just like these are the episodes you need to see that's probably what we need to do with me and friends yeah and then maybe after that i can enjoy the whole thing Uh, my last one though number one numero uno for me is the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You're talking about cool, funny, but also like emotional. I still can't even watch the scene where Will Smith is talking about like his dad leaving him. Don't do it, can't do it. That's the most like raw TV ever. And so I loved that family and I loved that show. Still watch that one too. Yeah, um, so that's another show that I didn't watch when it was on, but I did watch Mm -hmm. it like later in life because it was on like network television. and gosh, I, it was just so funny. I loved Ashley. She was the best. Isn't it funny how like we've talked about all these shows and it's like, well, I didn't really watch it when it was on, but I saw the reruns. Do you think you could do that with TV today? Do you think you could just pick it up in the middle and be like, I'm going to watch this episode of some random TV show? I, th- I think you would be so lost. You could do it with like a Modern Family or um, some yeah. of the like shows that are on ABC and CBS, I think, but... It would be I think hard. They're still like going for that. Well, well, and like Modern Family just ended, and I think like now it would be really hard to do because so much of the humor, like I would say specifically with comedies and sitcoms, like so much of the humor is based on pop culture and the things that are happening in the yeah. time. I think that it like wouldn't be as funny for people to hear like Tiger King jokes or whatever like 15 years from now. I don't think that there was a lot of those references unless you were oh. That's a 2000 show. Whew, I almost thought I missed one. Gilmore Girls is like one that like was very based on pop culture and a lot of the references are mm-hmm. pop culture based. So watching it later, you'd have to like understand those um, to really appreciate the show at its entirety. But I would say like humor now is so based on like what goes viral and things go viral and are irrelevant within no time at all these days. And so I think it would be a little bit harder to do that with the television show they're making now. Not to say that they're bad TV, but it's different. You're a genius and you're on this podcast. I know. (laughs) 
Well, now we're going to answer some questions from our listeners. There were some good ones we, this we time are. around. Yeah, they had some, even like some more serious yeah, ones. We got this one in the DM. We're going to start <laughs> with a hard-hitting question. I was not prepared. We are. But I'm ready. <laughs> you, you weren't, but here goes nothing. Uh, we had this one in the DM, and it says, I keep going out and getting too drunk, not causing a scene, thank God, but I don't remember much from the night. Any advice to avoid that? Uh, a lot of advice to avoid that. Maybe mm-hmm. check in with the friends and just be like, hey, how, how am I doing when we're going out? Is everything okay? Just to make sure you're on the up and up. And one thing that I learned very early in life is that I was drinking in college uh, and I kept having a similar problem. And I finally was like, I had an older guy that I was talking to that I worked with. He's like, man, you just need to find your drink. Whatever your drink is, stick with it. Because if you're going out to the bar and you're having people buy you a bunch of different shots, you're not figuring out what your limit is. You don't know how much Boulevard beer you can drink every night. You're just you're going out every night and it's not working for you. So I found my drink and then you can find how many you can have. You can yeah. know like, hey, I've had eight beers, no more for me. Uh, or you know, I've had six beers, I'll do two shots, then I have to be done. That's too much. So like the best life advice I've ever received is find your drink and then start figuring out how much of it you can drink so you don't get to that point to where you're blacking out or you can't remember anything or you turn into a douchebag at the end of the night. Like at the end of the night, I'm good to go. I know how much I've had and I rarely cause a scene unless I want to. Yeah, I would say maybe pick a limit like two drinks yeah. is all you get um let's start low and work up from there yeah let's start with two and see how you do the other advice would be like maybe just take a break you know maybe like if you don't like that about clearly because you're asking you don't particularly love this thing about you so maybe just like work on other things and focus on other things and put your energy towards other things and if you're around people and they have an issue with you not drinking those are not real friends so um, i would just say maybe take it back a bit and give yourself a limit of two drinks and then if that doesn't work then i would definitely maybe not participate which is totally fine you can have fun without drinking i I had to go off shots i had to stop doing shots for like a year because it's like "Ah, i'm not not handling these well i feel terrible the next day no more shots for me. I've kind of recently started to dabble back into that, but I sometimes you do just have to take a step back from it, and it's good for you. Yes. It's good for the, that liver every once in a while to just be like, I'm a not cleanse. going to do that. And one of these days, I will also learn that. Uh, next question from my guy, J.P. Phillips. I know that I've been guilty of thinking my team just drafted seven pro bowlers at the end of a previous draft. That clearly hasn't panned out that way. Uh, what are realistic expectations for players drafted in each round? I think with the NFL draft, when you look at it, if you're drafted in the first round, you should be a starter and you should be contributing on that team almost immediately outside of the quarterback position because that's the only position where maybe you're going to sit and wait. But you know, if you're drafting a linebacker in the first round, you need to be on the field probably starting in year one. Uh, most of the time, if you're drafted in the second round, you should probably be starting in year two. If you're a third rounder, you should probably be on the field contributing, maybe not as a starter. And then when you start to get you know, into those later picks, I would say your top four picks need to round out actually on the field contributors. You start getting into like six and seven, like you're just kind of happy if that guy makes the team. 
Yeah, I mean, that's great advice. For me, I would just say don't put such big expectations on your first round draft pick. I know you want them to be <laughs> successful, but the the odds of your team making a pick that is going to make them a pro bowler is not always as like black and white as you think because yeah. then you also have the guys like a Tom Brady who like are not a first round draft pick and they end up being one of the best football players, if not the best football player we've ever seen in the mm-hmm. NFL. So I think it's manage expectations. Don't tweet anything that you'll regret if they end up being a really, really good selection or a really, really bad selection. So that would just be my big piece of advice is like, don't get too worked up one way or the other. Let it pan out. And if you make a mistake, guess what? There is another draft the following year. It's so crazy. Yeah, you can just find another one. Yep, you just Super find, replace them. And you never miss on draft picks anyway. So it's just like whatever. No way. I've had some I've had some bad draft tweets. Like even before I started like doing podcasting or anything like that, just watching the draft with friends, watching Matt do his thing. I I've had some Patrick Mahomes tweets that I've had to delete and be like, Oh, I don't think this guy's gonna pan out. Well, I certainly didn't have record, those. I haven't been a Chiefs fan for that long, but then just watching that dude, I was like, yep, I've got to do this. I've got to jump on board and be a fan. I'm a total bandwagon fan because of him. I don't care. I'm not ashamed of that one at all. You should own it. Good for you. Yep. Uh, Andrew Magnuson submitting a question again. Mags, thanks for those beers that you left us here. Uh, We definitely enjoyed them. They're gone already. Uh, Is there any consensus forming around the league on the edge prospects? The whole position group seems like a hot mess near the top. I I don't know that there is a big consensus on some of these guys. It seems like Quiddy Pay is the one that is near the top of a lot of boards. Even guys like Gregory Russo. I've seen them sliding down in the first round. I've seen Jalen Phillips from anywhere to like 11 overall to not even in the first round. So I think that's a good question because with this edge group, I don't know that there is a consensus. Even like the guy that I love more than all of them, he's not on like anybody's list, and that's Joseph Osai. But I think my guy out of Michigan, Quiddy Pay, is definitely one that's at the top of just about everybody's board. Yeah. I would agree with you, but I also would say the consensus on the consensus is that there's no consensus and that this <laughs> this group is good, is very solid, very, very solid. And you could get lucky and be like, you know what, this guy, he mm-hmm. outworked everybody else and that's why he is now like a pro bowler and all those things. But it is a solid group of guys. It's just not one that you're like, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and usually in you know some draft classes, we have that one – pass rusher like a chase young last year yeah yes so it's very easy to be like yeah that's obviously the guy he's one of the best players in this draft but i do like the edge class i think it is deep and i think you can find a really good player uh i was doing radio earlier today and we were talking about the cleveland browns and how they're bringing in jadavion Clowney for a meeting and all this stuff if somebody lands there and it's a really good fit you're going to be opposite miles garrett so if they take an edge rusher in cleveland Chances are he's going to be really good because they have a good defensive line and a great edge rusher opposite him. So it fit matters. We say that all the time. Let's get back to some more off-the-wall questions. Tyler Warden wants to know, what would be your final four of activity beers? For example, mine are jacuzzi beers, golf beer, first beer of a boy's or girl's trip, and wedding beer. Final four beers. Paige, I'll let you go first. Me first. Um, I'm going to go baseball beer. Because that's mm-hmm. usually when I drink it. Um, I'm going to go 
Boulevard beer when you're at Boulevard. Because <laughs> that's also when I drink it. Um, I'm going to go, let's see. I'm going to do snow day beer. So, like, if you're skiing or snowboarding. Oh, okay. Shotgun beer before you go. I do that a lot. So, I'll go with that. And then, hmm. The last one, you have all the dad ones, I can probably tell, but mine, I would say end of the night beer, because that's actually something that I do. I'm like, oh, beer. Mello can attest to this. I'm like, oh, I'll just yeah. have a beer, and that'll be the end of my night. Um, but yeah, so I would say end <laughs> of night And that's when beer. I know to shut things down, too. It's like, all right, all right. Man, Yeah, so end of the end night, of the night beer, so those it. are mine. <laughs> those are good. My, I think tailgating beers or just sports beers in general are really good. But there is something special about cracking open that first beer of a good tailgate. It doesn't matter if it's hot or if it's cold outside. Just cracking that first one is amazing. It could be – I feel like a baseball beer is better than a football beer, if that makes any sense at all. So I agree with you Yeah, baseball beer is that the best. One. Other beers, I, the easy ones are like just mowed the yard beer, which there is the are. total dad move. Uh, or just getting a lawnmower that has a cup holder. Ultimate dad move. That's a good one. Wedding beers, I, I actually really have a good time at weddings. So having that first beer at a wedding or being in a wedding and getting maybe a little bit more drunk than you should before it is a fun time. And I'll be nope. doing that again I'm not going to be doing soon. that. So. Hand up. That will be me. Great. That's what I do. <laughs> and guess who? Uh, they're going to be like, Paige, can you go take your melon? I'm like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. So, but you have... Uh, you have like a year to prepare to for prep, that. Prep, Last yeah. beer, I don't, I don't know. I will tell you that I think shower beers are incredibly overrated. I'm, I'm only. I think I've only had two shower beers in my whole life. I just don't understand. One was not it. overrated. Just, it was in Mexico. I was at a bachelorette party and someone was like here, and I was like, perfect. This will save okay, me. So this will get me from day drinking to dinner. This makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that. After that losing Rage time. Cage, this totally makes sense. I will say the like pre going out beer is a damn good beer to have. To so, like, all right, yeah, I don't about start to get the with night beer. Started. I, it's always a, a end of the night thing for me. Yeah, I'm I'll start anything. I'm actually I just go beer the whole yeah, time. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and golf beer definitely a good one. Last question here: Andy McDonald wants to know over under for eight and a half fairways hit by the three of you at the mic'd up golf tournament. So we're having a golf tournament May 22nd here in Joplin. Paige is going to join us for that golf tournament. Uh, eight and a half fairways. I don't know if this is individually. It's 18 holes. I think it's or the if three it's of a, you. The three of us combined. Combined? I'm, I'm going to go under. taking the under. Yeah, me too. I'm a terrible golfer. So am I. And, I'm, I, and I don't like, know how I'm good a Matt terrible is. One. I might be the best one of the group. I'm betting Matt is the third best golfer of this podcast. No offense to the guy. I love him. I'm not good. Okay. And we even have a listener of the show, Mason Whitlock, keeps being like, man, I'd love to come up to golf and you know, just to have a couple beers in Joplin. And I'm like, Mason, there's some things you need to realize about me. <laughs> I'm not a serious golfer. I don't keep score ever. I've oh. never kept my score for an entire round. I don't like to play 18 holes. I get a cart. I do more drinking than I do swinging, and I swing a lot. So I'm incredibly competitive. Shocking, I'm sure. <laughs> I I will take it very seriously. Despite yeah, the alcohol you... that will be involved, I will take it very seriously. I will be practicing up until I yeah. I head out there. Trust me. Yes. I won't embarrass myself. I, it will not happen. 
I feel like you're on a good team, though. I, I know one of the guys that you're playing with, and yeah. I think that sums up your team well. Like, competitive, also going to have some drinks. And yeah. if you are looking to sign up for that, do. We still have a couple spots left, and it is a great time. We do send some of the money to Matt's uh, foundation. A third of it goes to the 417 Foundation, Coats for Kids. And also, usually, that Saturday night turns into a pretty good time as well. So you can check that out if you're interested. Slide in those DMs. They're always open. Yeah, our podcast DMs, just to clarify. Uh, <laughs> the podcast <laughs> DMs only. Um, speaking of, also, I just want to say... Um, we are going to tweet out more about how you can apply to win a date for a March matchup. It's getting close. Uh, it's getting close. Um, I was on a podcast with our good buddy Cruz, and he was asking me about it. And he's like, I just didn't, I don't know who, like, where you guys send stuff, who's doing what. So we have to do a better job of letting the people know, and we will do that. And we will keep you informed on what information you will get about the date if we have them come on the podcast and the date is them hanging out with me, Mountain Mellow. Or what we're going to do. We'll have discussions about that and let you guys know and give you the update when we have it. Um, but that is our we show today. We will figure it out. Yeah, we will figure it out eventually. And then we'll let you know. <laughs> because of it, because I told them this. I literally am like, we thought that this was going to be something we could just like throw out there and see what happens. And we did not plan well for this. Mm -hmm. So now we're getting our shit together and we'll figure it out. Yeah. But, um, we're graded ideas. Yeah, we're super That's graded sure. ideas here. Um, Idea Factory. But that is our show. Mello and I had a great time together. We did miss Matt, like maybe a little. Um, but we will be back with you guys. Don't forget that we switched from Mondays to Tuesdays. So the show will be Tuesdays and Fridays. Um, we hope you have a great weekend. Enjoy some college basketball. And we will talk to you guys next week.